Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Cleanup. That was Jake Cronenworth's walk-up song, uh, Stuntin' Like My Daddy by Birdman and Lil Wayne. He was the NL Player of the Week last week. He hit 391, four, had a 481 on base percentage, had an OPS of 1,000, and he homered in four straight games, including all three in the Padres sweep against the Dodgers. So that was a pretty solid week. Kind of flew under the radar, too. Yeah, he kind of flew under the radar because there's another player that you probably heard of, you know, when we talked about him last week that continues to continues to rake. But yeah, shout out Cronenworth. I really like him as a player. He just uh, I don't really know him personally, and I guess now we have a better idea that he likes Lil Wayne like a lot. He's part of that generation now that all of us like Lil Wayne. We've all listened to him at some point or another, and I like Cronenworth a lot. Last year, he really flew under the radar. Kind of came out of nowhere from that deep Padres system, played really well, was in the rookie of the year contention, and now he's shown that even with that crazy deep Padres lineup that he can still come out and hurt you. But like you're saying, he kind of flew under the radar because somebody else continued to stay hot this week. Yeah, his name is uh, Kyle Schwarber. Kyle freaking Schwarber. Is it, <laughs> is it 16 home runs in his last 18? I think that's the stat. Yeah. Yep, Homer today made it 16 in his last 18 leadoff homer. Is it a 6 or 7 leadoff had, home run? Yeah, it's something crazy like that. It's, I think it's more than that, honestly, at this point. It was talking about how many leadoff homers. I saw a tweet on um, how many leadoff homers each team had, and the Nationals had 10 more than the next team, and they were all Kyle Schwarber. Here's a good stat. <laughs> so he's, um, Kyle Schwarber has had 16 home runs this entire month. The Diamondbacks have had 15 as a team. That's <laughs> terrible. So, do they have a nickname for Kyle Schwarber? Was there a nickname when he was on the Cubs? Um, Not really. No, there wasn't really a nickname. Uh, Schwarbo? Schwarbs? I mean, we just it, like shortened yeah. his last name. Getting lazy with it. I miss like the old Shore baseball, bomb. like in the 80s and stuff. Shore, I'm, you could go with that. I need something like catchy. Like, you know, Gary Sanchez is like the Kraken. Like, I miss when we had those type of nicknames. Thor. Now, all we do is just like, that's like, I mean, that's a good one too. But like, Miggy, like that's not, just, that's yeah. not anything crazy. But, but, but. Schwarber has a great last name. So I feel like if you have a good last name, it's okay. Yeah, so. Every time you say Schwarbaum, like yeah, that hits. That is, that is true. It's a very good last name. It's not like Smith or jones or anything like that but one thing that's pretty cool about kyle schwarber and something that i think will continue his success and i haven't seen a lot of people talk about it i did see somebody briefly mention it but they didn't get into it too much over kyle schwarber's career the hardest pitch that he struggled to hit was a high velocity four seam up in the zone and since kyle schwarber's hot streak has been since the sticky substance rules really come into effect the spin rate on these high fastballs have gone down tremendously and pitchers can't throw up in the zone as effective anymore so they are being forced to throw in areas where Kyle Schwarber just eats and I think that's why his success he obviously 
won't continue to hit 16 home runs his next 18 games, but he will continue to rake for the rest of the year. Hey, you don't know. I mean, you're right. I don't know because I didn't think he was going to continue after hitting seven and eight games or whatever he did before, but look at us. Anthony Rizzo used to claim that he was the greatest leadoff hitter of all time, but I think um, Kyle Schorber has proven him wrong, which Kyle Schorber was leadoff with the Cubs, so that's kind of upsetting that he didn't do that. Who didn't lead off for the Cubs? But also, if you're a pitcher, yeah, that's also true. Uh, but at this point, if you're especially the first pitch of the game, which it was today, actually, why are you throwing a high fastball to this guy? Like, I, like, like how hot he is. Like, the come on, like especially in the leadoff position, like you know he's gonna be. He's, you know he's like aggressive. Like you know he's feeling it. He has a swing going. You don't give him a. You don't give him a pitch. Like he's not gonna take it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that definitely leads back to like what I just said. The mindset of like. This guy won't be this hot forever, but he continues to just stay hot. Because to be honest with you, when you're younger, like in high school and in middle school or young travel ball, high fastballs are easier to hit because the velocity isn't as as strong or as fast. Once you get older and you start seeing upper eights, low nines, those high fastballs look like cookies. They look so like fun to hit looks like you're just going to take him yard every time. But then that velocity sneaks up on you a lot quicker. And so they are a lot more challenging. Obviously, my hands were never as quick as Kyle Schrober's hands were. But he's really taken advantage of the degradation in velocity a little bit. Yeah, I agree. But also, I'm kind of shook because I just saw some breaking news. What happened? Uh, Don't know how... I don't know how like legit this is because I'm just seeing this. This is from it's from Yahoo Sports, so obviously a legitimate site. But it was first reported by TMZ that apparently Trevor Bauer is has been accused of assault against a woman. Just that was just now reported. Yeah, let me get the facts before I slander Trevor's name. That's... But um, yeah, so the Yahoo Yahoo Sports headline. I'm just reading the headline from Yahoo Sports. So don't blame me. Don't blame them if they're wrong. Dodgers pitcher Trevor Bauer accused of assaulting against uh, accused of assault against women in Los Angeles. I guess she grant, the alleged victim was granted a temporary domestic violence restraining order on Tuesday. So today? What? Yeah, just breaking, breaking news, news on the so, cleanup. Uh, Hopefully, it's still breaking news by the time this comes out. <laughs> so that's that wild. is that is actually crazy because his agent Rachel Luba is a huge woman's right activist yeah and for trevor yeah. power and he's done a lot and they've had a they've had a thing too. they have had a thing like i don't know yeah i don't know like how like i don't know maybe it was just like a on and off thing which is fine we respect that is wild i um, i kind of yeah i wonder if she drops him uh, she probably has to because people trevor bauer like has been fighting for people to like i shouldn't say fighting but has been that sucks. He's been like struggling. Obviously, it sucks more for the woman. Um, and obviously, we, I just saw headlines, so we kind of have to look at the facts. But man, I, I really wanted like Trevor Bauer. So I mean, hopefully, we won't go too de- too deep into it because we gotta look at the facts more. But yeah, that's upsetting. Yeah, and for those listening, as we're recording right now, that just came out just now. Yeah, it just so I'm, we apologize if it comes out tomorrow or. The next day, and it turns out to be false, but that is just now what we've heard. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Wild. Um, but onto a, a more positive tone. Home run entrance, home run derby entrance. So Trevor Story, that'll be fun to watch. Yep. I was really we got robbed of Kyle Schwarber. We got robbed. Vladdy already said no. So we're not getting the people that we want, but at least we got it. Did Schwarber say no? He hasn't said yet. There's still four slots. There's still four slots open. Oh, so there's a shot. Yeah, there's still four slots open. Because with Trevor Story, who's like a great pick, got to have the hometown guy in Colorado. I love it. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's a good – That's a good. I mean, that's that was kind of an yeah. obvious one. They also brought in Trey Mancini to – Comeback player come of the year. Player. Which, that's, that's nice. That would be cool. really fun to watch. I hope he does well. It would be cool to see him on the big stage, get a little more recognition. Yeah, so I think all we have right now is Trevor Story, Trey Mancini, Peter Alonzo, and Shohei Otani. So. Yeah, and um, did Otani do something? Did he do a thing? He did a couple things. For those of you – who are keeping up, Otani is quickly becoming the MVP, and we are not even at the All-Star break yet. He homered two more times again tonight, bringing his total up to 28 on the year. That leads the MLB by two at this moment. At the same time, he owns a 2.58 ERA, which is wild. Yeah, and obviously all of our loyal fans know this. We've uh, we've said from the beginning that all Otani has to do is just be a decent hitter. He's surpassed that greatly, <laughs> I could say. Yes, he has definitely surpassed that. The one problem I have is that when I look on social media, social media, everybody's like, oh, he's not the MVP. Vlad's, Vlad's better. Vlad Jr. is better. Yes, Vlad Jr. is a better all-around hitter right now. But no, Vlad well, yeah. Jr. does not throw 101 and strike out 10 batters every five days. Sorry, Otani is the MVP. Right? I would hope Vlad Jr. is a better hitter just based on the fact that that's his job, more or less. You know, like that, like obviously he has to field, but he is, he's a position player. Like Otani, Otani's double duty. Like he, we obviously don't know his workload. Uh, I'd actually be really interested to in see if anybody could do like, like an inside look of Otani, which I feel like is going to happen because he's such a once in a lifetime player that we're going to have plenty of documentaries on him. And probably we're probably gonna have too much too much on him, which you know that's a later topic. But I just want to see how much he like he he practices pitching. How much does he practice in the cage, or is it just all natural? Well, I doubt it's all natural because baseball is too hard of a sport to be all natural. If anything, there'd be the hitting that's more natural, just the power hitting. Because I mean, you can't be especially at the MLB level pitching wise. Like you just can't just you gotta you gotta keep your arm in shape too as well. So like that that's a whole other story. But I mean, this guy just—he hits tanks like Otani tank. Yeah, let me t- let me tell you what. So yesterday we had we had summer practice for the high school, right? So mm-hmm. I'm out there, you know, I'm throwing BP. It's the first time I've thrown in about a month since I retired from charm. from my baseball career. I woke up this morning and I felt like somebody was driving a knife through my shoulder. It hurt so bad. And that's all I have to say because and imagine our- throwing 100 miles per hour and you're just throwing BP. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild. But at the same time, it's scary to think about with how good Otani has been. What if he was a full time hitter? Could we be talking about one of the greatest hitters ever? I don't know about that. I think he would be an MVP um, type hitter. I don't know about all that. I think he'd be a, a really good power hitter. But I think we're kind of just warped up into how how of like hot of a stretch he's on right now. 
We have to see a larger sample size. I mean, it's all that. speculative. I'm just trying to get yeah. the conversation going a little bit. And here, here's what's actually probably going to happen. And I pray, and we all pray that Otani keeps this up for the long term. I think we're going to see Otani have one of the craziest seasons that we already are. I think he's going to maintain this whole season, but I think like we're not going to we're not going to see this every year. So we gotta like we gotta soak this in. Like we gotta like soak this in and be like this guy, and it's even cool to like say that he's the goat right now, even though we all know it's super early and we're just jumping on like the recency bias. Let's soak this in because we're not gonna see this ever again. No, we are. I mean, maybe next year with Otani, maybe he does it. again Yeah, next year. I-, I could see a couple years, but you know what I mean. Like, there's no. I I think just because of his injury history, is himself and throwing like the the type of pitcher he is, like there's there's no way he keeps this up. I, At least pitching-wise. Sadly, I agree. So I have a question for you. So Trout doesn't come back until the All-Star break. Until yeah, they put him on the 60-day IL, right? Yeah, but that was retroactive. It didn't change his time. Yeah, yeah. So he's still the same. So Trout comes back after the All-Star break. Would you take Trout and let's say DeGrom holds a sub 2.5 ERA the rest of the year. Would you take Trout and DeGrom or Otani on your team for the rest of the year? Uh, Trout and DeGrom. Yeah? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. That, that was kind of an easy one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's switch it up then. Let's let's say Mookie Betts and Brandon Woodruff. Oh, yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking Otani. Okay, Mostly because Mookie... I think Mookie will obviously find, figure it out. Like He's starting to catch a, a little bit of fire, get back to normal. He just had a, kind of a slow start. Woodruff... He's a solid pitcher, I'll admit. He's doing pretty well against the Cubs right now. But I mean, I, I would Otani's value itself, you know, like his hitting alone and this pitching just makes him ten times more valuable than Woodruff. See, so the reason I asked that was because I wanted to see where, in your opinion, where you gauged it. Would you gauge him the best player in baseball by long shot, or do you have him like below that, but still? Like obviously you you think he's better than Mookie Betts and Brandon Woodruff combined, yeah. which is insane. No, I get the I get the question. So I think he is. I think right now he is the best player in MLB. Even if Trout was healthy right now, I would still say the stretch he's on, he's the best player. The problem is, and it's like obviously it's not Otani's fault that he's not a uh, he's not a robot. But I mean, you put in you put in Mookie Betts and Woodruff, they're gonna focus hundred percent on Mookie does his thing on the field. Woodruff pitches five days. You don't have to worry about extra rest. Like, Mookie's going to play every single day. Otani plays a lot, but you know what I mean? You got to give Otani a little bit more rest just to not burn him out. Yeah. So that's that's pretty. I just wanted to see where you stood on that because. Yeah. If Otani was a robot, I mean, and doesn't doesn't have stamina. Like, you know, if he had like 100% stamina the whole time, like in a video game, then it's an easy choice. Okay. I just wanted to see where you stood on that. It was pretty interesting. So. But yeah, he is. No matter what, even even Degrom right now, I'm gonna take Otani as the better player overall. Degrom's obviously the better pitcher, but I don't think it's close. That Otani is the best right now. Okay, so individually then, Otani over Degrom. Uh, yeah. And then if we're talking, uh, if we're talking just in in general, like and then Otani sides, over yeah. Trout. Yeah. Okay, that's whoo. Yeah, that's, but that's we're talking. Something. We're obviously talking like pitching and hitting. Yes, this is. I'm not. Yes, I am yeah. talking pitching and hitting. Both yeah. both sides of the ball. But that you is, take. But if you take like Otani as a hitter, 
and then like against Trout, I'm taking Trout, obviously, and say, vice versa with the. Uh, but that's not. Grom. I'm asking overall as a player yeah, what, what no. they can bribe to a team. Yeah, it's pretty wild. That's cool though. It's cool to see something like this. I'm happy that we are. It's so exciting. Able like, to soak is, it all in. This has been a really exciting season. Fun fact: I saw Otani play this year in Houston, and he went over four with two Ks and two pop ups. So it's great. It's real um, fun. Yeah, that's thanks for you. And and Trout sat out that game, so I chose the absolute best Angels game to go to this year. So yeah, but how was Minute Maid? Minute Maid was was beautiful. Honestly, it was so a ballpark. I like that part. It was a ballpark I, like I always wanted to go to. It was on my like bucket list of ballparks. And I have to say, after going to Minute Maid and then going back to South Florida to a Marlins game, Miami's ballpark looked like a cheap knockoff of Minute Maid. It was so yeah. sad. It made me so upset. <laughs> so um, hold that thought because um, at the end, I want to end with some top. I want to I want to see what your top five MLB stadiums are. Okay, we'll figure that out. So. Let's let's roll this into some other news that happened today. Speaking of the Marlins, first trade that's trade. been made in a while. Uh, Marlins sent sound the alarms. Sound the alarms. Sound the trade alert. Marlins sent outfielder Corey Dickerson and right-handed pitcher Adam Aaron Simber to Toronto Sounds for like Joe, a stud. For, to Toronto for uh, Joe Panic and a player to be named later ended up being a minor league pitcher drafted in 2019. So on the surface level, doesn't look like much of a trade to most people. As a Marlins fan, means a lot more to me. So, I mean, yeah, and you kind of talked about it over text. Uh, Corey Dickerson was on a one-year deal, which I kind of figured once they traded him away, he's injured right now. Um, you wouldn't get him back till later on. It's not like you're in a a competitive like win now window right now. Like you're kind of you don't have six though. It's okay to look for the future a little bit right now. Um, but yeah. Uh, and you get Joe Panic. So even if you were going to compete right now, you also helped yourself out with Joe Panic with some infield depth. Yeah, so what happened with that whole trade scenario was Cor- Corey Dickinson was actually on a two-year deal because we had him last year for the first year. Uh, okay. Don't you remember, Kyle? He hit that home run against the Cubs in the mm, playoffs last season. Fake year. I don't remember that. Oh, uh, okay. But okay. also, I'm assuming you're also going to put Jesus uh, Sanchez in his, his spot, right? Well, that's that's the main reason he was traded away. So Corey Dickerson's been in the boot now for a couple weeks. He's not going to be back for at least like another three weeks. And we really just needed to offload his, offload his contract for the rest of the year and make sure we had a clear path for Jesus Sanchez to play because he's one of our top prospects. He's been hitting really well. We have Marte and Duvall in the outfield too. There was no room for Dickerson. Send him away. We brought in Joe Panic, who, like like you said, we talked about, added some much-needed infield depth for the Marlins, who have been struggling with injuries this year. So all in all, I was happy with the trade. Yeah, I mean, kind of a kind of good for that's a kind of an even trade for both teams. Yeah, I honestly don't think Corey Dickerson will do that much for the Blue Jays because you have Grichuk and you have Teoscar out there. I really don't know what he's going to be doing for yeah. him. So. We'll see what um, happens. Well, speaking of the, the Jays, uh, Bo Bichette just had a three-run home run to take the lead. Oh, there we go. Oh, they, they, MLB tweeted Buffalo. <laughs> kind of. I, I love that they're in Buffalo. Like, it, it must be like really. It's actually a really good thing for the Toronto fan base because you know how like Toronto doesn't have. Obviously, they have the Raptors and then they have the Maple Leafs and um, the Blue Jays. Yeah, but that's like. But in terms of like baseball and, and NBA, it's the only two teams. 
Um, so like when they when they actually have home games, they're they're packed. Like the whole entire like the whole entire country roots for them. Yeah. The community. So when they go back to Toronto, they're going to be fine. But they're also growing a big fan base in Buffalo. So that's kind of that's good for the franchise. Yeah. And for those listening, Kyle is a massive Buffalo Bills fan. So obviously he's kind of being a little biased towards the Blue Jays here lately. A little bit, but I mean, like I have, I don't really care about, uh, like I like, I like the Blue Jays hitting. I, I just like the young players; they're fun to watch. I just like, uh, I also know that, um, like, in, just because I have family up there, so that's the, I think it's a Triple A team. That's uh, for the Blue Jays, so that's why they kind of picked that location. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they had the highest attendance for um, any minor league team. So, um, so they just like they, they kind of just needed a, a MLB team there, so it kind of worked out in their favor. That worked out really well for them. And so let's let's roll this into some more headlines. We had the first sticky substance case come up. You saw that? It was Rosinen, right? Yeah. Rosinen. So, so Hector Santiago of the Seattle Mariners came in. I think he came in for relief. And they checked him and they confiscated his glove, took him out of the game. He had serving a 10-game suspension right now. And basically what happened was they think it was rosin and sweat was all that was on his glove. That's the rumor kind of floating around right now. They sent it to MLB labs to get it tested. Like I'm putting that up in air quotes because a guy sitting next to the dugout took it and wrapped it up in a big, a big paper bag and was being all official looking about it. I think it was a wrongful case of sticky substance because pitchers are allowed to use rosin. You have a rosin bag on the mound. Guys are going to sweat. I think it's okay. I don't think it should have happened. Now the Mariners are down a player for the next 10 games. So highly unfortunate. Yeah, it is kind of dumb. I was joking before that it was Rosin because that's what he immediately said, but it probably was. So, I mean, yeah. you just don't know. Like, you, like we're. And they, did you see how they confiscated it? Like, they wrapped it all up like it was like a murder weapon. That's what I'm saying. Like, he looked all official, <laughs> wrapping it up in a paper bag. And no, I, when you were joking about it, like, legitimately, guys, a lot of guys have come out and said, like, it was just Rosin and sweat. Which I will be, I will say, beforehand when they were talking about everything, rosin and sweat and sunscreen and sweat was a big combo the pitchers like to use. So depends what you define as sticky I feel substance like, as. Yeah, then that I, I think we both are on record saying like that's fine. Like we're I'm okay with sunscreen, a little bit of sunscreen and sweat and rosin and sweat. I think that's fine. Yeah, I don't a little bit of that. grip is a little bit of grip is okay. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with it. It'd be interesting to see who else gets caught. I want to see somebody. I want to see somebody major get caught. Like. Garrett Cole. Yeah. Especially, and also because, like, the batters get, like, batting gloves, right? Like, they at least get some type of grip. Yeah, you get batting gloves and pine tar, you know? Maybe yeah, having like, one of the players, the catcher, have him just put a little pine tar on his chest. Like, yada, It's not even, him. it's also, like, the fact that, like, if you don't have any type of, like, like, if you just have, like, no, if you have zero resistance, like, blocking from just, like, skin to, the, like, the, the seams, like, you're going to get a higher chance of blisters. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you throw baseballs. I mean, we talked about them lowering the seams and raising the seams. They will blister your fingers up, but eventually guys will form calluses on their hand. My fingers are all calloused up from baseballs over the years. So it's very interesting. Honestly, I think a way the guys can get around it, have the catchers put a little bit of pine tar up on their chest protector or down on their shin guards, you know, stick it a little bit and then throw it back to your pitcher. I think you'll be all right. Way, way to get around it, way to bend the rules a little bit. Yeah. So, so another uh, 
big headline this week was the Giants with the first team to 50 wins. That was pretty impressive, pretty surprising. Yeah, um, I think they took the L last night. But yeah, I mean, the I think we said in the beginning of the year, we started that the Giants were playing well. We didn't think it would maintain that way, but they proved us wrong. And it's mostly just because like, like Buster Posey's back. Uh, the Brandon one, Crawford's the one guy back. that Crawford, yeah, we, we we it's our fault. Like yeah. we did that one, but it's mostly like the, they're starting pitching, and we we've, we've already talked about it last episode. We gave uh, Kevin Gosman some shine, but yeah, it's just been consistent all year. Yeah, it's been been awesome. I I would have never picked the Giants between the Padres and the Dodgers to be the first team to fifty wins, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens if they can keep it up. I definitely they definitely put themselves in a good spot for a wild card contention if something really goes wrong here in yeah. the second half. I'm going to so. say, so we uh, we doubted the Giants in the beginning. Um, here's our chance to make up for it. Are we still going to doubt them? No. I think at this point, three months into the season, guys have shown that they can play. Now, the All-Star break does change a lot. I don't think Gosman will come out and be terrible. I don't think the rest of their starters will come out and be terrible. Crawford might slow down. Posey might slow down. But again, just like their old World World Series teams, they're kind of like give you that Oakland Athletics vibe and Tampa Bay Rays vibe where yeah. they may not have like a singular superstar, but everybody just plays amazing. They definitely have the vibe of like they're clicking this year and yeah. um, they probably will be bad next year. Probably that happens. So happens with the Red Sox all the time. Ooh, Salvador <laughs> Perez just tried to steal third. Did yeah, not that's, go well. that's a big no-no. <laughs> Did not yeah. go well. Let's let's have a yeah. Salvi just stick to throwing guys out. Don't don't try to steal any bags. And Helmers, you've been doing good with that. He's been he's been really good this year. And so, uh, some more unfortunate news. It seems like every podcast we have somebody else gets hurt, season-ending hurt or injuries. And for those of you who are Braves fans, I apologize. Mike Soroka. Rest in peace. Yeah, this Rip. this might be a career ender, honestly. Soroka retours Achilles. He was walking into the clubhouse this time when he retoured. That's just... yeah. That's that's the sad part. He was just walking. Yeah, he just walked and tore his Achilles. Like that's and like he kept on having setbacks this entire year. Uh, so obviously there's something wrong. But yeah, I, I don't know if it's because I'm not really I'm not like a doctor. I don't really know how the Achilles works like that. I know that it um it's a pretty serious injury and it takes usually about a year to recover. And I, but like, do you think that maybe it was like a complication with surgery, or just like he just tore it that bad? I think he tore it that bad. I at this point, if it was this far along, if it was a complication with surgery, they would have had another surgery. So that's true. Yeah, the Achilles is a very fickle injury because when you snap it, that tendon, like your whole foot, relies on that tendon to be able to work properly. When that tendon, oh, it's snaps, gross when uh, it's yes. gross when you tear it. If you, you ever watch it, shoot up the calf. Yeah, yeah. so I Kevin Durant, uh, I saw brutal. a couple years ago, um, play for the Chiefs. I forget his first name, but his last name is Conley. He was a speedster, and he was running. Uh, I think it was like a jet sweep, and then he just like took a weird plant, and his entire leg like shot up and shook, and it was like it was like the most like visible like Achilles tear I've ever seen. If you want to look it up. Uh, not right. I'm sure, now. it's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens is sometimes they come through and they'll either, if it's not that bad, they will suture it back together and it will basically have to form as scar tissue, 
which isn't fun because it's going to be stiff and it's going to take a lot of flexibility training and it's going to be at risk for snapping again. Or I think sometimes, sometimes I have heard they've taken tendons, um, like partial, partial tendons of other areas or from, from pigs. Sometimes I do like pig ligaments and stuff like that. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Cause like 40 or 40, even maybe even 30 years ago, like if you tore your Achilles, you were done. Yeah. So it's, it's been crazy. The advancements, so let's we'll just run through a quick timeline real quick. I know you said that he's been hurt for a while. I know a lot of people may not have even been paying attention to Soroka because he's kind of kind of faded out of the spotlight. Yeah. Last year, towards the end of the season, mid season, towards the end of the season, uh, towards Achilles, just pitching, just regular pitching on the mound. Something snapped. He felt it. Had career or season-ending Achilles surgery. Came back. Start of the season was making progress. Then he had to get shut down for about a month because he was having shoulder soreness. So then they were worried about some form of arm injury, whether it was rotator cuff, some tendon, anything like that. So they were getting worried about that. Reactivated him, was making really good progress again. And then, of course, earlier this week, tore his Achilles again. So honestly, at this point, two Achilles tears, two surgeries, going to be out for another year. I don't think he's going to come back as the same pitcher. And I don't mean that in a harsh way. I mean that in the most sincere way possible. I, that just sucks. Yeah. And as we're saying that, apparently Giannis, this is NBA, but apparently Giannis just got hurt really bad. So I, I think know. we should stop talking about injuries. I think we just cursed him. Yeah. Well, let's talk about another curse. If we're going to stop talking <laughs> about injuries, the Diamondbacks broke a record at 20, 24 straight load road losses. Their last road loss before they won this week was when Madison Bumgarner threw a seven-inning no-hitter against the Braves. Yeah, that's that's, that's bad. There's no reason the Diamondbacks should be Hey, but at least they snapped bad. it. They did snap it, but there is there is no reason anybody should be that bad. They have too much talent oh, on that roster. So I don't get um, it. I don't even know. Is it even that talented? I mean, they have Quetzal Marte. He's pretty solid. Marte is good, but he, he was injured. He's injured again. He came back. He's injured again. Oh, now. he just got injured again. Yeah, so that yesterday. Makes sense. Yeah, David Peralta's. He's not bad. They had. Okay. Who was the the Carson Kelly was playing really well at the start of the year. Pavin Smith's been in the rookie of the month conversation. Pain. Eduardo Escobar. He was pretty hot for a while. But that's what Escobar does. He just gets hot for like a month. Yeah, I guess their starting pitching had to be the problem. Now, they have they have some offense. Remember like, we were when we were announcing uh, all stars. I had to pick Caleb Smith. Like there was no one else. So there was no one else. That's there. true. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, their pitching their pitching must be what's letting down. That's oh that was that's another thing. One of the D backs the D back starter didn't get out of the first the other day, and he came back to the he's walking back to the dugout, and the umpire checked him for sticky substance. Classic. <laughs> that's that's brutal. That's brutal for sure. So. Oh, no, he's talking about Pavin Smith being the Rookie of the Month conversation. Marlins starting pitcher Trevor Rogers should win his third in a row. Should absolutely win his third in a row. Are, are we thinking more of a Rookie of the Year contending? Like, I mean, is, that's not even a question at this point. He, Unless Kibrian Hayes gets really hot, there's everybody else in the NL has just been very mediocre in terms of rookie wise, like Dylan Carlson's been okay, sitting like two sixty with seven bombs, nothing crazy. Trevor Rogers has legitimately been one of the best pitchers in the National League. Like that's how good he's been. And yeah. right, right now, 
he's going to get the loss tonight. He's in line for the loss, but that's because the Marlins offense is terrible. Can't score a run. He went 5.2 innings tonight, gave up two runs, struck out nine. So, again, not terrible. Before tonight, he was one and one with a one four four ERA in the month. So, again, he's definitely probably rookie of the year conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's good. I'm, I'm happy for you, Joe. I'm, oh, Pat, I forgot about Patrick Wisdom, honestly. Yeah. Don't disrespect him again. I, I'm not. Um, I didn't disrespect him. No, he's, he's not going to be in there. Because um, uh, there's going to be a point where, because uh, there's a lot of injuries. So that's the only reason. That's like the main reason why he got called up. And then he just overperformed and kind of took the, the moment to seize, or he seized his moment. Yeah. I mean, I think he'll definitely stay on the roster now, but his playing time is going to go down. So you really, there's no way you can drop his playing time after how well he's been playing compared to the rest of the uh, roster. I don't know. You got you got David Bodie coming back, Nico Horner. Nico Horner was just as hot. I mean, well, where does Wisdom play? He's an outfielder. He's a third baseman. Third ba- oh, okay. I was going to say you can't tell me you're going to play half over Wisdom right now. No, but um, I mean, honestly, if Nico didn't get hurt, I probably would have put him in the rookie of the year conversation the way he was playing. But he just missed too much time now. There's still time, but if Trevor Rogers even remotely keeps this up, it'll be it'll be tough. I mean, to if, catch. and I'm I'm not praying. I, I want Trevor Rogers to win, but the only way that Nico could catch him is if they flip flop. So if, if Trevor Rogers got injured for the second half of the year, and then Nico, you know, what I mean, like that's the only way. Mm-hmm. That's true. I let's. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I feel like the rookie of the year, outside of the A, like the NL rookie of the year race this year, has been kind of boring. I would say it's not really like that exciting to keep track of. The AL, on the other hand, has been pretty fun between the Rosarena because he's still considered a rookie, and it's just crazy. It is. It is crazy. And Adolis Garcia, they've, they've been a lot of fun over there on that. I hope. Yeah, I hope Adolis gets it. Just because a Rosa uh, had his uh, postseason moment, and it just doesn't. He doesn't feel like a rookie. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. He's got that experience already. I mean, he's already got a World Series under his belt. So take with that yeah. what you will. Yeah, a rookie, a rookie that's played seven games. Uh, how many games did they even play in the entire? They they, they go seven in the. I think they went the six AL- in the postseason. They went ALCS. Was it seven? Yeah, yeah, I think they went seven ALCS. So. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely had a lot of postseason experience. <laughs> yeah, so that's all right. I don't. I would be upset if they gave it to a Rosarena, but I guess I mean, terms, I'm not, I'm it's like the Ben Simmons, like the Ben Simmons thing. Ben Simmons yeah, was exactly, really a rookie, yeah. but you know, whatever. And I mean, well, it happened to Blake Griffin too. That's true too. And before we get into a little college baseball action, I do want to point this out. We talked about nicknames earlier. The Kraken, Gary Sanchez, starting to come back to life a little yeah. bit. Good for Gary. He had a really bad couple of years. I mean, yeah, he was he was really bad. Yankees fans want to burn his house down. But this I hate past... Yankee fans so much. I I just started a I just started a new job at FanDuel, and there's a lot of like New Yorkers there, and a lot of Yankees and Mets fans, and it just it's just a constant reminder that Yankee fans. Suck. <laughs> okay. Like a... every argument you get, they like because you can like change your background in Zoom, and every time mm-hmm. there's like an argument, it just they'll just put up twenty seven. I'm just like. <laughs> Come on, bro. Like, no one cares about your success from like the like the freaking twenty twentieth century. Like, this is twenty first. Like, we're we're in like the second decade of the twenty first century, and you've only won one World Series. You don't need to throw up twenty seven now. Okay, well, to not piss off the Yankees fans because they are about half of baseball fans, 
That's true. Yankees being good are good for baseball. I said that once. I'll say it again. I um, also agree with that. I, I and a part of me. So like I, I'll say in one one way. I'll say like I hate that, but I also love it because I just love I love debating sports. So when I have a Yankee, all I'm asking for Yankee fans is to get more creative. All right, like the twenty seven rings thing that sucks. Stop that and just come up with something new, and I'll respect you more. Well, I will say this. I don't know if it's because of how they've been lately. Like, there are some Yankees fans I still encounter that are are rough, but a lot of them seem to be more anti-Yankee, like, for the current organization than anything right now. Every time I've talked to it, because I have friends and family that are Yankees fans, and every time I talk to them about the Yankees, they are more so so mad at the ownership and the general manager for what they've done with the team so far and Aaron Boone that it's not even so much when people argue with them, they've just been like, yeah, you're right. Like, there's nothing I can say. We suck. That's pretty much what's been happening. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. You, our, our ownership traded away New Darvish for no reason. So I really don't want to hear it. Okay. Well, we have a former Yankee as our owner right now. So that's true. Well, I love yeah. Derek Jeter. Yeah. Well, also, so we got real off track there. But anyways, Gary Sanchez this past month was hitting 315, had nine homers and 24 RBIs. Pretty solid. Point is, Gary Sanchez is back. Yeah, he's back for now. I'm happy for it. And he hits tanks. Like When he gets a hold of it, he, he gets a hold of it. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up. wanted to point that out real quick. It's good to see Gary Sanchez. Good job, Gary. I, I'm happy for Gary because he was so bad, and the Yankees fans were really, really rough with, against him. So happy yeah. for him individually. Yes. So let's, let's roll this into some college baseball real quick. Currently, we got Game Two College World Series Ooh. going on. All right, so let me give you a like live update, which doesn't really matter. Um, bases loaded, bottom of the third. Oh, three zero. Uh, so Rocker is pitching right now, and he is not doing well. So it's a one one. It's a tie right now, but uh, looks like Mississippi State's going to break out, which is good because I want this game to go in three. Yeah, they want the series to go to three. Yeah, absolutely. And Kumar has been. Been looking a little rough in the Carlswell series. Been getting beat up a couple times. I will say he just walked in a run. Um, oh no! But I will. I will say uh, draft stock wise, he doesn't look. He doesn't look flustered. So that's good. That's true too. In the future. But he, he did have a couple games in a row, not great on the big, like on the big stage. So I kind of think Lighter may have bunny hopped him. In rankings. Yeah. Also, I will say, just to his defense a little bit, it did go into a rain delay, so maybe that messed up his uh, rhythm because oh. they were supposed to they were supposed to start at seven. And pitchers are pitchers of habit. Trust me, they they it's, are very it's ten specific. o'clock and it's only the third inning. So yeah. Oh my gosh! All the Mississippi State fans are waving goodbye. <laughs> oh no! Taking him out already? Oh, they're saving him for game three in case something happens. Yeah, he has fifty-eight pitches. Absolutely. Yeah, they're saving him. So. They didn't have that cushion they had last night. Vandy scored seven runs in the first inning last night. It was wild. Yeah. Oh, also, did you see that catch? Let me see if I can. I know his first name is Isaiah. Let me let me yes, look up I his did. last name. I got it right here. My man, Isaiah Thomas. Wow, great name. <laughs> that was a wild catch. Really, really. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. It looks like he straight up just. Oh no, he, he was. Not only was it a great catch, um, like normally, just based on your momentum alone, when you dive head first, like you sometimes you can't control kind of like where your head goes. He 
somehow maintained like he his head didn't move at all like it didn't hit it like normally i would see like that exact same catch where they would smack their face on the ground um but he, somehow he kept his head up which is even more impressive yeah just pure athleticism and instinct some guys have it some guys don't but that's also the i don't know how young he is but like that's just the product of being young like the way his, his body completely like i'm watching <laughs> his body bent in half but he's just fine because he's probably like 19 years old yeah who knows when you're young, it's it's nice, but let's let's be real here. Just talking about the College World Series, Vanderbilt shouldn't be there right now. Let's be honest. No, um, and I would be a hypocrite if I were to be against NC State claiming a national championship. So, um, I'm gonna be in full support of that. Yeah, Kyle's a UCF fan. UCF to claim a national championship. I'm a UCF graduate, so. Okay. Get that clear. That's why okay. that's why I'm very passionate U- about UCF them. graduate, my bad. And he was there while <laughs> they were doing this, so it was I was there I was there in the 0 and twelve season, then I saw him go twelve and 0. So been through the thick and thin. Yeah, so I understand his passion for it. And NC State, who they got they got they got robbed. They got shot. And it t- it takes a lot for me because I'm also because I have I have family and I grew up watching NC, NC UNC basketball. Obviously, kind of just grew up with a bad taste in my mouth for NC State, and I know you don't like them either, being a Hurricanes fan. So I have I have every reason to be against them, and I told you once once they got in the run, I have to I have to root for them. So like that's even more of a reason that I'm on their side. So I'm gonna completely, I'm a, in in the prefaces like I am fully against getting vaccinated, but it's still kind of bullcrap. It was it was dumb because the way that they they tested everyone and I don't really know their exact testing protocols. I'm assuming they tested every single game, but like to to be in like to have like not a backup plan for a pandemic that's happened for over a year now. Like I don't even care. Like I know there's TV rights and there's and this and that, but like there's there's absolutely no reason why they couldn't at least at least try to figure it out. Even if even if NCAA has to put out like a bum squad out there, like there's. There's got to be some way to not to to have a better, more satisfying ending than just disqualifying them. Yeah, it was it was brutal. So what happened was NC State they didn't even come out and say that they were having issues with somebody being sick. The NCAA, someone in the NCAA had heard a minor rumor about an NC State player having a bug. That was that was what the report said a bug, and so. Ooh. They went through and they tested all of the unvaccinated players from NC State first. And it was really only two guys, two or three guys out of like a 40-man roster that tested positive. And then they went and tested the – I don't even think it was three guys. I would say it was two. And then they went and tested the vaccinated players, and they had four vaccinated players test positive. Supposedly, this is all what the tests say. Who knows – you could be a whole scandal here and you know, I don't, we'll get into that in a second, but they, they did the testing at a time where the guys who were getting tested and tested negative, weren't able to make it back for game one against Vanderbilt. They, instead of pushing the game back and just being logical about it, they tested the NC state players during game one against Vanderbilt, forcing NC state to only run 13 guys out there, including a position player playing first base and four total pitchers for that game. Yeah, and that's that's where the the, the BS comes in because I get like I get the concern about COVID 
Um, but they should have been, yeah, like the people that the players that tested negative should have been able to play. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like that, that is the issue, and that's the main issue. That's like that's the main reason why NC State got screwed. Now, would they have beat Vanderbilt? Like they've done it. They've done it. There's a possibility. They had to lose yeah, twice. A, exactly. Like they had. They had the full advantage. Um, and and you never know how these games go where they could have maybe pulled out a little like a, a crazy win and just they could even they could even lost game one and won game two at full with the players they had. Yeah. So that that itself it. is yeah, it's bad. Uh, so NC State had a little. Uh, I think they pulled up a banner. They kind of had a little natty uh, celebration. Yeah, because that was there was um, a lot of money on the line too. Because you know, Portnoy. Oh yeah. Bet, bet on NC State to win the. Whole oh, thing. Porno has got to be. I didn't even think about that. He yeah. must have been furious. He released gonna, a video. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look at his video after this. Yeah, it was. That's gotta it was be pretty funny. So he had to be pit. I I would. I'm actually mad for him. Like that. I'm I'm mad for the NC State players that tested negative, but for to put that that bet for a like that could have been such a great because they weren't the favorite going in there. Like they were not. No, the favorite. they were. They were probably. They were down there. I think they were probably the. I would say because even Virginia itself, like I feel like Virginia would have a little bit better odds just because of like their history of being there. even winning it. They've even yeah. won a World Series without being seated before. So I mean, you know, what I mean, like I feel like even like betting odds would give them a little bit more of a favor in that. Yeah. So. Just, but the other thing I want wild. to say real quick about there being a whole theory about everything is that the problem was the NCAA did not test Vanderbilt. They did not test Vanderbilt after they tested NC State. That is that is tough because that make that makes no sense. I don't understand if you're if you're truly that worried about it. First off, you can't be that worried about it. You have twenty six thousand fans in the stands every game. And there's no social distance. There's no mask. So do not put on a, yeah, a fake front. That was the most ironic part. Like yeah. they were like, we have we have reached full capacity for our game. We're so happy fans are back. And then just oh nope, cancel because of COVID. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I have I have two major problems with this. One, it makes the NCAA look terrible again. Shocking, I know, because it looks like they're trying to boost their ratings by having Lighter and Kumar lined up for the College World Series. It's just obviously two of the biggest names in college sports. I understand, but that can't happen. My other problem was especially being a just recently graduated college athlete, you're taking away NC State seniors final game. Most there's probably, I don't know how many seniors they had, but you're taking away those guys. They can't Kyle. If they're out of eligibility, they're done. Like they're, they're done. Remember I thought we talked about that. They get another year. Not this year. I'm talking about guys who used that year from last year. I'm talking about guys who, Uh, who were seniors last year. Took their COVID year to play this year and then have this happen. That is that is uncalled for. Like that is, I can't even express. Obviously, I'm, I apologize if I sound a little PO'd because I am. That it, you're taking those guys didn't know it was their last game. You you at least want to have a, an idea of when your last time you're stepping on a diamond is to be competitive. Those no guys closure. They, they they're gonna have to live with that for the rest of their life. I just it, yeah it, it makes me so mad. I can't even. So, so here's, I can, I can give you two sides of this too. So, um, number one, so if I were to be against NC State, and it's not even NC State's problem, it's more of a just like society itself just being like whether you're with or against vaccines, like the whole the whole point of the vaccine is if everyone would just not be if everyone would do it, and I'm not really pushing people to do it, but if everyone did it, it wouldn't be a concern. 
But the be- the bull crap comes with yeah what we were talking about the way that if NCAA cared so much they wouldn't allow twenty six thousand fans. Like, if you're already at that point, you clearly don't care about the virus being spread. The reason why you stopped NC State for doing that is because you didn't want to look bad. So, like, I say, like, that one player got a bug, and then, like, a week later, if, like, the news came out, like, some some weasel came in and said that he had COVID, like, then that's when they look really, really, really bad. But also, like, anybody could just have a bug and a cold. Like, you don't have to test them. Like, you could just be like, yeah, he had the cold. He had a, he had a, he had a stomach bug. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there, there is... There is ways to get around it, and I think we're past the point of if you have twenty six thousand fans, like you look the other way. Yeah, I I did not at that point. Just police yourselves at this point. Honestly. Yeah, like if, if, yeah, exactly. Like if, if you're if you're all in on being safe, then you you socially distance the fans, or like you you mean you you have you have better protocols in play. You don't just all of a sudden just like oh, but test test him because yeah. you know he has a bug. It's like I said, we are. The NCAA hand is so bad, and there's NCAA is probably going to be under a lot of fire and lawsuit wise from because, from yeah, NC State because Vanderbilt could have had players that were positive as well. Yes, like and, that, and they don't get punished. I I want to say this. I don't know if you saw. You got to make it even on both sides. Like that. That's the thing. Make it even on both sides. You don't give. You don't, especially for a team as Vanderbilt, which is basically the Alabama. Yes. Of of college baseball, like the favoritism, because you think that like it just feels like you are you're giving crap to, although they're a power five team, they're not like a powerhouse. So you're giving the favoritism to a team that will probably give more ratings. Yes, and my other problem was I don't know if you saw this, an NC State player came out. He remained unnamed, but he sent a message to a reporter or a big social media member to break this. Apparently, the NCAA might have violated some HIPAA laws because there was... Oh, because they were filming it, right? Yes, the head director of NCAA medical personnel for the College World Series was caught by a couple players filming the testing and what was going on. And that's a direct violation Because he was trying to save his butt. Yeah. Yeah. So it was... That's also Like his thought process is probably like to cover his cover his ass but also like yeah like that's also like exploiting yourself as well like what i, I don't know the thought process on that yeah that's that's brutal so i wouldn't be surprised if the ncaa gets under fire here in a couple of lawsuits they won't um because ncaa is also currently in a huge um like legal battle itself which they've always been um and actually the courts ruled against um like NCAA not paying against athletes. So that might come into fruition soon. But basically, like, you know how, like, the NCAA is where they would constantly be like, well, the whole point of amateurism is that it's tradition. Like, everybody wants this. Like, you know, like, like fans tune in because they want to see the players play for passion and not for money. And, and then the, the finally, like, the court was like, that they're, like, in court, the judge was like, so basically you're telling me that you don't want to pay these people because of viewership like that's not how that works like that's not how the law works you have to pay if you're making if you're if you're making so much money and compensation off of these players like it's not fair yeah that's that's pretty so in that retrospect that yeah no like ncaa has always preached that and like i get it i get some like there is a little bit of wiggle room that has allowed this narrative to keep going on where it's like the reggie bushes like 
Johnny Menzel, like those like super, super crazy players will probably get a little bit more benefits than they should. It could get to their head. Like if Johnny Menzel was able to get, and he did, like he literally came on a podcast and explained, like he got money. They're going to so get it money matter to, like, Might as well make it legal. Yeah. <laughs> but if it was legal, he would have got like millions and millions and millions. And, and you know what? Nothing would have happened because he didn't have a career anyway in the NFL. So what are you doing? At the end of the day, <laughs> like, like the players, the players that are gonna make it are gonna make it because they're smart enough to understand, like, hey, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make money a little bit on the business side, but this is my job. I'm gonna get to work. Like those, like so, like the 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 players that are gonna get in trouble, like that's kind of it's gonna be a few cases where that happens, but overall, it's better for the entire. It, it's just more humane. Like you're. you're it's not right to do this to these athletes, and they, they constantly NCAA time and time again messes up. Yep, they're they're a crapshoot. That's all they are now, and I they're have- one of the worst organizations, and and we're all guilty because like college sports is so amazing. I literally have a stream up right now. It's so amazing, but I think we really just watch it for these kids. Yeah, absolutely. So now we just in our schools, the- obviously. <laughs> yes, now we just dug into the ncaa for a while <laughs> Let's... yeah sorry that's off topic but um but yeah no like I, i'd also want to hear like if you have another opinion on ncaa like i'm not gonna like come at you aggressively i genuinely want to know your like your opinion on it and i kind of want to just i kind of want to see your thought process on it my thought process or like the audience no yeah audience yeah okay. in general like come tweet at us yes tweet at us please interact with us we're open to it. Uh, but send it, send it on a good note. Um, like I said before, give me your top five stadiums. Uh, I'm going to say current stadiums. Okay, top five current stadiums for the purpose of this. I know that we kind of, that was like a harsh transition right there. But we're going to end this on a little more positive note, like Kyle just said. I'm going to exclude Wrigley and Fenway because for most people, that's top two, anyways. I'm absolutely not. I'm okay, not well, I'm excluding Wrigley and Fenway <laughs> just for the fact that. A lot of people will say really in Fenway, and those are two parks that I want to go to at some point in my life. So, like I said, take those two out. Top five parks in no particular order would definitely be, I want to go to Coors Field. I think it's beautiful. I've always liked mm-hmm. always liked Coors Field. I want to go to PNC Park. That's Pittsburgh Pirates Park. Apparently, mm-hmm. it is one of the most be- beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I've heard so many good things about uh, PNC Park. I also want to go to Dodger Stadium. Again, another park I heard. It's very simple, but very, very... A little tradition to it, too. Yeah, a little traditional. I want to go to Petco, which is where the Padres play. Again, another another thing I've heard nothing but great things about. Of course, all these parks, but the Pirates are West Coast parks, so that sucks. I'm going to say, right now, it seems like you want to take a West Coast trip. Yeah, I would love to take a West Coast trip and go out there and visit all these baseball parks. and then You don't want to go to the Coliseum? <laughs> Not really. I don't have a desire to go out to the Coliseum. <laughs> hey, the new stadium looks fire, though. I'll say, I'll just wait. I'll just wait till they get a new stadium and I'll go see them play. I want to go to the Coliseum just because it's so bad. Like, it, that's it's why bad. I want to go to it. It's bad. It's like going to Tropicana. I can't stand going to Tropicana. Like, that's, that's so, it's so depressing. I like going to Tropicana because it's cheap. It is cheap. And then, then my last, real quick, my last park is AT&T Park. Again, West Coast Park where the Giants play. Heard nothing but good things about it. So uh, those Especially are my top five. growing up too, I, I think of AT&T Park 
like like only like good memories especially like especially that little like you know like that little like right center gap where like if you hit in there as a triple, triple alley, but I also yeah. just think of Barry I think of Barry Bonds and home runs I think of their three world series titles Mad Bum Matt Cain Tim Lincecum like, I just have a, a lot of good memories they're gonna like whenever I watch AT&T Park it just nothing really bad happens yeah so those are my that's my top five Excluding Wrigley and Fenway. Um, and before I get into mine, what's your what's your bucket list? Your top five bucket list. So you already crossed off uh, Minute Maid. Yeah, crossed off so, Minute Maid. Uh, I'm assuming Fenway. Fenway, and Wrigley, Wrigley, Wrigley there. Fenway and Wrigley are on there for sure. I probably have to say PNC Park, Coors, and AT and T. If I had to pick five, that'd be my five on the bucket okay. list. All right. So, um, so my top five stadiums. So I will. I will exclude. I'm gonna give you my my bucket list. All right. So because I've been to Wrigley, been to the Marlins. I've even been to um when they were at the Florida Marlins. I forget what the stadium is called. It now used it's to be called, called um, uh, Robbie. It had like many names. Robbie. Yeah, they did have a lot of names. It was after that. It was whatever in between that period. Um, and I've been to Tropicana. So not not much. Obviously, one's way better than both those parks. Um, <laughs> Wrigley, Wrigley, Wrigley is a is a good time. Uh, it's when when people say it's it's breathtaking, especially like a day game. I would love to go there for a night game. I'm sure the atmosphere is wild for like a Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. But it's just like the Ivy. I went I went in like August um, when it was like like it, we just I went on a good day where it was like 75 degrees. Uh, it's just it's amazing. Um, but my bucket list, obviously Fenway. The history. I want to go there, even though that is a bad stadium. You like, haven't been to? F- oh, never mind. I was thinking. My bad. My bad. Continue. Continue. No, I've been. I want to go to Fenway, and I, I will say this: I don't think it's a good stadium. I've heard I bad things about Fenway. I'll be honest. <laughs> oh, it's a ter- it's a terrible stadium, but it's an awesome stadium because of the history and the in the monster. Yeah, like, that's it. I've heard there's a lot of bad. Like, the monster. The monster's dope. Yeah, the monster's like the, probably the greatest thing about any stadium. Have you seen those those Twitter? those Twitter pictures of like every pop in my feet every now and then it was like, just bought a ticket to go there's, see a Red Sox game tonight. And they're yeah, like, and like behind a, pole a pillar. In the yeah. They're like right behind yeah. a pole. <laughs> that happens all the time. I'd yeah. be so mad. Um, yeah, it's not a good stadium. I don't even, I don't think it has that great of like capacity. Like I, I think, I don't think a lot of people can go to that park. Anyway. Easy to sell out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Fenway, my not in order. So number one, Fenway, I definitely want to go to PNC. I've heard a lot of great things about PNC. Yeah, it looks beautiful, especially the bridge there. Um, it's right on the water. It's beautiful. Um, I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not really too keen about Pittsburgh itself, but I say neither am I. It's not bad. <laughs> just said that. It's, not, it's just PNC. Pirates stink um, too. I want to go to Coors. So I, I visited Denver last year. I saw the outside of Coors. Um, it was during um, when the Broncos were playing. Mm-hmm. I, I peeked inside. Coors looks amazing. It I've, looks so wanna, it's so beautiful. I want to go so bad. <laughs> and and that and that so that's the opposite of Pittsburgh. Um, like Denver is, is such a good tourist location to go to. Mm-hmm. So not only are you going to go to a beautiful stadium, like this, just a great place to go to. Yeah, love love Denver. Um, I also I really want to go to AT and T Park. Like I was saying before, oh, very similar good memories list. every time. <laughs> yeah. Um. I kind of want to go to I kind of want to go to the Angel Stadium. I mean, that's not a bad one. I just th- 
I, I just think it looks really nice. Like, I just like the fountain or the waterfall. I was supposed to, when I was 12, we were supposed to take a family trip out to California, and I was supposed to go to an Angels Athletics game in Anaheim. Some stuff came up, we didn't go, but I will never forget, I was so close to going to see them play there. And then Minute Maid's also, I think Minute Maid's beautiful. Yeah, so actually, I wanted to say this real quick about Minute Maid. I, having just gone to Minute Maid, I didn't want to put that on there yet because I wanted to put parts on there that I haven't been to in ter- terms of like, because I don't have it, I don't have anything to compare them to. Minute Maid so far was the best ballpark I've been to. Let's let me get let me throw that out there. Out of all the ballparks I've been to, which hasn't been that many, Minute Maid's my favorite so far. And another thing too is you said current ballparks. A ballpark I had always wanted to go to but never went to was the old Rangers Stadium, the Globe Life Stadium. I always wanted to go there, mm. but they took yeah. That down. Oh, also, um, honorable mention. I want to see the the new Brave Stadium. Yeah, I just I just want to see it just to go there. I don't really have any desire to see the stadium. I don't think it's anything too special. I you know it it's cool. Yeah. So. I heard it's cool. Uh, seems like a decent atmosphere. Yeah, not too bad. So, all right, uh, time to put on some Lil Wayne. Yeah, just send it out with a little stunting like my daddy. And we'll see y'all next week. Shout out Birdman. Shout out Birdman. Go. <laughs> Bought a pound of blood